Hi, today is January 5th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. With the pending midterm elections giving every indication that the Republicans will retake the majority in the House of Representatives and possibly see a Republican majority in the Senate, Democrats are scrambling to pass whatever they can before the November elections. With only a five-seat majority in the House, they realize that being in the minority party could well be in their future. We have seen a high number of Democrats announce they will not run for re-election later this year. Some of those are longtime members who have finally realized that they need to find something else in their lives. And frankly, that goes for a lot of Republicans as well. But many of them are reading the tea leaves and finding themselves in either very tough races due to the changing political climate, or have had their district changed in redistricting and find the numbers are not as favorable to them as in the past. <clears throat> as we look into the future, there are some other factors that should have Democrats both worried and concerned. In the last election, states like New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Illinois, and even California all lost one seat in their House delegation. Those seats were picked up by Montana, Colorado, Oregon, North Carolina, and Florida all gaining one more seat. Texas was the big winner, getting two new seats. The next reapportionment won't be until after the 2030 census, but if the current trends hold true, there will be another shift in population that could further harm Democrats. What the COVID pandemic showed was that people can work from home in many cases, and millions of people demonstrated that they can accomplish their job just as effectively without going into an office every day. This means they are free to live wherever they want, and that has led some of the pent migration out of the what are traditionally blue states. According to a study by the American Enterprise Institute, the five states showing the most outbound domestic migration are California, New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. These are all states that are at the state level controlled by Democrats and are reliably blue in elections. There are also states that have both high taxes and high cost of living. Conversely, the five states that gain the most are Florida, Texas, Arizona, North Carolina and South Carolina. It should not come as a surprise to anyone that these are states controlled by Republicans and therefore have a lower tax burden and lower cost of living. In the American Enterprise Institute study, it showed that in the top 10 states losing population, the combined state and local tax burden averaged 9.2% of income. While on the other side of the equation, the top 10 states gaining residents, that tax burden was 7.7%. That's a one and a half percent difference. And that does not factor in the other cost. The median home price in the top 10 gaining states is 19% lower than the top 10 losing states. Electricity is on average 39% lower and other costs are much lower. Since people are now realizing they can live outside of these large urban areas and still have their jobs, they're voting with their feet or should we say moving vans. If your salary remains the same, and you can significantly reduce your cost as well as improve your lifestyle, then the decision to move becomes much easier. Last year, I watched an episode of 60 Minutes where a financial service person had moved from New York City to Montana. It was fascinating to listen to him as he gave the camera a tour of a beautiful house. He said he got up a little bit earlier than normal to coincide with the financial markets, but then by two o'clock, he was heading out to fish in a stream near his home. He also talked about the lower taxes and lower cost of living. He pointed out that he is happier there 
and lives a better quality life. This brings up an interesting question. With people moving to what are now considered red states, will they bring their politics with them and tilt the balance of power in these states? I now live in southern Utah, and we have witnessed an explosion of people moving into our communities. We tell them not to Californicate us. There was a sign on the border between Idaho and Oregon. It basically said, welcome to Idaho. Remember why you left Oregon and California. Don't bring their politics to us. And that's a problem that everybody thinks about. But it seems to be that as people move to these new locations, they tend to blend in and start to understand they can live in a low-cost, low-tax state and not have to worry about overregulation. The other thing that I have witnessed here in southern Utah, and I have to assume it's happening in other states gaining population, is a big increase in the cost of housing. It has led many, many local residents making complaint that they cannot afford to buy a home here. If you sell a house in California, more than likely the cost in St. George, Utah will not shock you. But this migration from high-tax, high-cost states to states that offer more favorable economic conditions should be a long-term worry for Democrats. If the data continues through this decade, it could see up to 15 seats swing in the next census, and that is not good news for Democrats. We have seen the population moving from north to south, from west uh, by that, I mean the West Coast to Southwestern. You would think Democrats would wake up and realize that people who are being able to move are moving, and that destroys both their tax base and their population base. This has been to my liberal friends, and hopefully they will wake up and see the light.